Welcome back, baby faces. Victor Villain here with an HPC special. But before we get to that, I want to take the time to cordially invite you all to our HPC WrestleMania tailgate live from MetLife Stadium. Times and locations still pending on that, so stay tuned to your favorite HPC programming, and we'll hook you up with all your updates. But uh, but now let's get to the real reason we're here today, baby faces. And uh, Mischief and Elise Steve are headquarters right now and are ready for a special sit-down with creator and owner of the award-winning interview website, Ambi. The interview queen herself, the lovely Alicia Atut. Let's take you there now. Okay, welcome back, baby faces. We're here with Woo. the interview queen herself. Let's get it. Alicia Atut. And uh, how's it going? Hey, thank you so much for having me, guys. And I have a question for you before you start asking me Uh-oh. the questions. Of course, the interview queen would do that, right? Like, she's definitely <laughs> going to turn this around. I have, to, I have to. How do you know all of your fans are baby faces out there? Can't there be some heels in the mix? You never know. That's true. I don't know. If you start liking somebody, you become a baby face to them, are you not? Ah. Right. Uh, but uh, that's, so. a, that's a very good point. <laughs> You can just assume that all of your fans are like super friendly. I, li- I like to think the same. <laughs> yeah, that's what we like to think. Um, not so much on Twitter, right? Like once you start messing around in social media, the fangs come out. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. People can be absolutely brutal sometimes, but you got to look at the nice ones. Definitely. Um, no. <laughs> so let me tell you, Elite Steve right here is a little starstruck, right? Because he, he, this is like... He's he's really nervous. He put this together, and he's really excited. So, uh, yeah, a lot of technical difficulties getting in the way, but I think I'll be good as we go on with it. <laughs> I hope so, man. <laughs> it's a fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so, um, you've been around the wrestling world a little bit, but you've been interviewing forever. So, you want to like go into like how you got into wrestling specifically? Yeah, absolutely. So I started my website in 2012. In the first couple of years, I was still in school. I wasn't taking it super seriously. It was really just a hobby and a place online for me to interview musicians and just express my love of music. Plus, it was a really cool way to meet all of these musicians without having to pay for meet and greets. And, you know, I was a music fan. And then it got to the point where that music aspect of my site got fairly big. I was getting some decent views on my videos. I had really good contacts. And the idea came around to start interviewing wrestlers because I've been a wrestling fan for a long time. And it's just a whole other market that looked so exciting and fun to be in. So I did my first interview two years ago, posted online. I was a little weary because I had no idea if my fans would think, what the hell is this? Like, where's the music stuff? (laughs) But (laughs) luckily, Luckily, I posted it. There was no backlash. People were so excited about it. And from there, I just kept with it, really. Who who was your first interview? Who was that first? Yeah, music or wrestling? Um, so in music, my first interview ever was a band called Bombay Bicycle Club. Okay. Uh, they're one of my favorite acts ever. And they just got back together, which makes me so happy. And oh. then on the wrestling side, um, Ali from impact was my first wrestling interview oh really how was that she was a sweetheart i'm so happy that my first wrestling interview went so well because i remember i was so nervous and not because i didn't have interviewing down by then just because you think it's a new market it's kind of a different 
type of interviewing style. It's a venue and promotions I don't know. So yeah, it was just like starting from scratch again, even though I had four years under my belt of interviewing. So I'm so happy it went well. She was so sweet and bubbly and friendly and not like the demon dark alley we know today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that might make for a slightly different interview, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) So how is that different? How is the music interview different from like the wrestling interview? You kind of touched on that, but. uh... Yeah. So for some reason, I'm not saying all musicians, but a lot of them, the interviews feel a bit more serious and you sometimes have to pull for answers a bit more pending who you have. But it's almost across the board when you sit down with any wrestler. I don't know if that's because they're used to having to be in like gimmick mode or they're just always ready for fun. But there's no pulling teeth. You just sit down, you ask questions, half the time it's off the cuff, you just shoot the breeze. And it not only makes my job easier, but it's just, it's so fun. So I enjoy doing both. But since I've been doing so much wrestling stuff as of late, there's just been this, oh, this excitement around it that I, I love. I just love speaking with wrestling. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite interview so far? Oh, gosh. <laughs> On the spot. Yeah, no, I'm coming with her. I've done over a thousand of them for video interviews um so that's really really hard to choose but up there would be people like kenny omega the bucks cody rhodes Rey mysterio um man this is hard there's a lot <laughs> of a- there's a lot of aew right off the top just, yeah, just yeah you know, i'm a fan of the elite so it's it's bound to happen um uh, mick foley i always love having on let me think. I'm going to give you some other ones. That, oh, Paige was awesome to have on. That was fun. Tommy Dreamer was cool. Um, man. Yeah, I'll just I'll leave it at that. But there's too many. <laughs> there's so many. Now, you mentioned Kenny Omega. How was it interviewing him right at, at All In? Amazing. It was so cool. Um, <laughs> before the show happened, I interviewed him for my site. We did a very quick, I think it was like a five-minute interview about the night and We talked comic books and some geeky stuff, as always. But having that promo backstage that aired live in front of the crowd and then on, you know, wherever other people were streaming it, it was absolutely surreal. Because not only are you with one of, if not the hottest wrestler on the scene right now, it's just one of my favorites. So that whole experience was just so surreal for me. I'm so grateful for it. And I want to do it all over again. (laughs) And you might get the chance who knows maybe aew needs somebody (laughs) well you were at all in are you going to be at double or nothing um so that stuff that i'm I'm going to be there as far as what i'll be doing whether it's as a fan or other stuff that is something i am in the works with so (laughs) awesome awesome non-disclosure non-disclosure agreement we can't talk about it <laughs> cool. Well, good luck with that. I hope that works out. And uh, Double or Nothing's shaping up to be a really, really interesting event. Um, you going back to your interviewing and and how you interview wrestlers. What do you prefer? Do you prefer that a wrestler be in character and completely all gimmicked out, or do you want like a more real side to 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 who you're interviewing? That's so tricky. I've done so many alternates of, of both I have those sit down ones where it gets so serious and you really get to know the person and it's just intriguing and then I've had the ones where you have to act and be scared or freaked out by someone's actions and those are just 
a whole other level of weirdness and fun. <laughs> and the fans love the ones that are in character. So once again, you guys are making me choose, and I feel like I'm choosing between like these we huge gotta things. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't, um, probably, don't feel sorry, like you're... no. Go ahead, go ahead. I'd probably have to choose the real ones because I find a lot of the time with the real ones, people kind of go in and out of character because a lot of the time their characters or their gimmicks are just themselves, but completely overdone. So yeah, yeah I'd probably say the normal ones because it has a little hint of the gimmick in there usually. Yeah, I've noticed that uh, most of the characters out there just themselves turned up to 12 and uh, it's pretty interesting to see actually. Because when they're in their setting with their friends and everything, it's weird to see the toned down version of that. It's Uh, funny. I find when they're like with their friends on camera, they get even more hyped. It's so funny when I do group interviews. (laughs) It's like the dudes are just ready to be even crazier and more funny. And I I love group ones. So you said you started watching wrestling at a young age. Who was your biggest inspiration or maybe one of your biggest inspirations? That way you don't have to choose anyone in particular. <laughs> <laughs> but who, who were one of like the, those people that like really early on kind of struck a chord with you? Foley, for sure. I remember Helena Cell and just being so captivated by it, thinking, what is this man doing? And then I, I forever won't forget the tooth in the nose. Like, it's just oh it's so iconic and weird and disgusting. And it was so full circle for me meeting him working with him interviewing him so many times just thinking like whoa you were that dude on tv 21 years ago that i watched when i was like three or four who just made me fall in love with this stuff and i watched i remember watching that match with my dad because he was the one who loved wrestling in the house the most and would uh watch it with me but man that match is just insane and i know it's such a classic and like it's cliche to almost say is a favorite but that, that was one of the first things i remember when it comes to wrestling Oh, of course. I mean, we've talked about that match uh, a million times. That Hell in the Cell is the most iconic match of all times, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd have to say so, too. Yeah, for me, it was The Rock hitting Mick Foley with the chair. A thousand times. Yeah, that was ridiculous. (laughs) As far as, like, iconic Foley matches or just stuff that you really think about when you think of wrestling memories? Um... Pretty much whenever I think of, like, my first wrestling memories, it's one of those. Oh, wow, that's like, awesome. Yeah. Um, the, them cutting back to the image of, like, his wife and kids, like, crying. Yeah. It's just so, like, embedded in my mind when I think of that moment. It's crazy. <laughs> I think I was crying. <laughs> You're like, no! Hey, that man's got a family! But, um, cool, cool, because, like, Mick Foley for us has been, definitely been one of those guys. I mean, Stone Cold has been one of those guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, you've worked in a ton of different promotions for for different in different capacities. So what has been your favorite role? And I won't make you pick one, but <laughs> what has been one of the more interesting places you have worked in? And like if you got a little story or something to, to spice it up. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right. <laughs> so I've been ooh, ooh. This is this is gonna be good. You heard her? She's like, "Ooh, we're going on a journey." All right, I'm excited. Go ahead. You got my it's full just, there's attention. So many, there's so many spots to choose from. It's like I could give a story for each. Um, uh, we'll talk about all of them. We got all night. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite, just because of the history that's now been made of it, the people, just the pure excitement for me personally as a fan. Like my favorite 
to work for was all in. But I've hosted and done backstage interviews, ring announced, um, done live in-ring segments, a combination of those for so many promotions, um, whether it's Impact, uh, Beyond Wrestling on Powerbomb, Blackcraft, Destiny Wrestling, Rise Wrestling, uh, Northeast Wrestling. Like It's been really cool to go to all of these different um, states and then also provinces and um, and cities in Canada and be able to hone my craft, uh, learn new things, and also just do what I know I'm like good at. <laughs> so um, my favorite part is probably the backstage interviewing because I'm just, I'm an interviewer and doing those promo ones, it's half acting, half just being myself. So those are always my favorite and most comfortable. I've recently started ring announcing, which is so much fun and the feedback's been great. So I want to keep doing that. Um, but it's just so many promotions, so many different places. It's, is yeah, there, but, uh, oh, go is ahead. There, is there a part of you that wants to like be in the ring, like in the ring, in the ring? Do you want to be a performer? That, yeah. yeah. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can agree with that too, because we went to uh wrestling training down at the monster factory not too oh, long okay. ago. And uh, that was pretty rough. Yeah. yeah we watching people run the ropes and then afterwards they have bruises on their backs. It's like something so simple. If you haven't done it before, it's your first time doing it or you do it wrong or you're too heavy. It's just like not heavy in general, just like on your feet and stuff. Right. It's brutal. I don't want like, why would I do that? <laughs> I don't have any aspirations to wrestle. I just I'm cool with talking to them and keep it at that. Definitely. Definitely. But if they asked you to take a bump, you'd be on board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Right. That's different. I have I've some very competent people in my life who are wrestlers who could teach me how to take a bump or two, and I'd, I'd be cool with that, yeah. Um, in terms of the interview stuff, um, who gave you the best piece of advice while you were learning? Oh, that's um, one thing, I love how you guys are impressed with each other's questions. That made me so happy. Eugene <laughs> <laughs> once told me, just keep being you, kid, because I had this conversation with him just about how I was starting and I just started doing stuff with impact and I had all these things on the horizon. And I remember him telling me that he's like, you know what, just keep doing you. You've got something. And as simple as that advice is, it's such good advice because you're doing stuff and you notice that it's working. Of course, don't become complacent. Always try to be better, but keep on that path. Um, so we've got to know you a little bit. Do you speak any other languages? Nope. No, nope. I, I know how to I know how to swear in Arabic a little bit, but otherwise, oh, nice. yeah, I don't speak any other languages. It's weird because I took French in school for like four or six years, but I think it was through grade, yeah, it's grade six, seven, eight, and nine. But I didn't retain any of it. Like I hated it, so I just I don't. Yeah, English, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that you went to the Netherlands. Was that recently, or was that a while back already? Yeah, that was about a month ago. Nice, nice. So how was it? How was your experience out there? And where else would you want to travel? Yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. A music festival called ESNS sent me out there. Um, Eurosonic Mudoslang. And Ooh. it's this festival that showcases tons of European acts. So they put me up there for about six days. I got to not only explore this incredible little city village area, but I just go to so many concerts, interview bands and explore a ton. I've never been to Europe and it's been a goal and dream of mine since I was even before I had my sight, since I was a kid, I've wanted to go across the pond. And I finally did, thanks to my job. So that was amazing. But other spots I would really like to go. I want to go to Australia, Hawaii, 
England. I don't know. I want to go everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. Just start knocking off places from the list. Just like just run through the whole world, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, what? Uh, so you've been to like I said, like a different, a bunch of different places. What has been your favorite atmosphere? I, I think all, I, I would probably say All In for you. I don't know if that's true or not, but All In was just so hot. The crowd was so hot. the The night was just so popping for you. What was what was that the greatest experience in terms of like just the one night, the, the, the hottest venue you were in? It would definitely be that. I mean, it was just huge. It was over 11,000 people and I was backstage with all my heroes. Like it was just, <laughs> you, it doesn't get any better than that, but I feel like I'm just going to constantly talk about all in. So another place I, I <laughs> love, um, another place I absolutely love is anytime I get to go to beyond wrestling. Cause I'll do live streaming stuff for Powerbomb, or they're now independent um wrestling tv but anytime i get to go to beyond it, the atmosphere is crazy fans are nuts there but still respectful and they have this really cool like top tier indie talent that perform and wrestle for their promotion so it's always a riot there i got to spend new year's eve at beyond um ringing in 2019 and it was like one of the most memorable experiences i've had in wrestling it was awesome oh that sounds so dope yeah um Going from that, what was the weirdest thing a fan has ever said or like been a part of that you've seen? Um, I always find it strange when fans like bring me photos that we took t- together and then ask me to sign it. Not because it's like a super weird thing, but just to know that they care that much that they not only just want to take a photo, but they'll literally take their digital camera or their phone, print that photo, bring it with like travel from where <laughs> they're coming from, and then ask me to sign it. Like, that's so cool. Um, so <laughs> that's one thing. Or when fans cry, that like that's happened a few times, and that always completely shocks me because I'm like, I'm just me. Like you guys can tell from listening to me now. Like I'm just shooting the breeze, and I don't know. I yeah. like to think I'm, I'm, I'm normal. Like <laughs> no, no, Alicia, you're a total snob, and this has been completely <laughs> rehearsed and scripted. <laughs> so when I when people come up to me and they're like. You know, they tell me how my interviews have changed the profession they want or have inspired them to do stuff. It's it's surreal. And for them to get that emotional, because I used to be that way with fans all the time when I'd meet them. Um, I'd just cry after the fact. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it means that I mean something to them. And that's, you know, that's really special and sweet. Yeah, I, I can see that because, you know, fans have a tendency to kind of do some weird things. Recently, uh, uh, there's been like a, a bunch, of, a slew of just fans like showing up to airports. They've got like a system set up Seth to Rollins like catch wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seth Rollins yeah. was talking about it recently. So it was just a, a topical kind of weird situation that I was just like, that, that that's odd. And then you being a female, I'm sure has has potential to be a little weirder because i think uh fans are more passionate towards female uh stars and you know you're kind of a star in a sense right you're kind of a celebrity here well thank you um (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely strange sometimes a little uncomfortable it's like sometimes dudes are just stoked to meet you because they love your interviews and they're like you really make me feel like i'm closer to my favorite wrestlers which is sweet but sometimes it's just like they go in for like the awkward hug at the end or they're just <laughs> they linger around and just stare. And I'm like, this is just kind of, kind of weird, but I see them do it to guys too. So, and so we've done the same thing. So, you know, it, it is what it is. All right. So with that being said, right, 
What are some? What's your biggest pet peeve? Not just with fans, just in general. Like your biggest pet peeve. Like if we want to piss off Alicia, what what do we got to do? Um, loud chewers. Yeah, that really bothers me. Okay, that's. Oh, I'm gonna sound horrible. Everyone's gonna be like, she's just not gonna like me. Um, loud chewers, slow walkers. When people are people are late to stuff. Oh god! Uh, oh god! Cover that their was mouths us. Off. You heard that right? People are late. Like she's definitely <laughs> oh, like. No. You yeah, yeah. I see how it is, Alicia. You see, like we're trying to be friends here. I'm literally just. I'm being honest. <laughs> but no, you guys had a reason. It was the weather. It wasn't like you were late. You even t- you texted me like five minutes before or ten minutes before. Okay, we're ready. So I wasn't like that's different. Oh, when people leave their dogs poop on like the sidewalk. Uh, <laughs> I've been been a victim to that before, stepping right in dog crap, and it is the worst experience ever. You get that, like, slip, that little half slip, you're like, oh, what is that? (laughs) You know what it is. (laughs) Unfortunately. Um, Bring a bag with you, like, I have, well, I have one now, but I I had two dogs, and it's like, you just, just pick it up, (laughs) it's not hard. It's really not. I had five at one point, and when I had to walk them, uh, it's not hard at all to bring you a bag with You five dogs? Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. it got pretty intense. That's insane. Elite, elite Kennel Steve. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the Kennel of the Century. Um, so you said you have no interest in, like, being an in-ring talent, but... You've got a pretty impressive wrestling acumen in terms of like where you've been and what you've done. So I think you could probably, if you had to, put together a really interesting character. Who would your character be if you were an in-ring talent? If you had all the creative freedom in the world, if you had the opportunity to create your character, what would that look like? All right. So, excuse me. The thing is, it's like I'm not opposed to being in ring it's just i wouldn't want to wrestle like i could see myself being a really good manager for somebody or like i wouldn't want to be a valet but i would be such a good valet if i had to be one but my whole thing would be i'd still be an interviewer and i'd be that interviewer that you all know backstage the promo girl and somehow i get dragged into a match or i stand by someone's side and my whole thing is i use the dirt like i I do research on the person i'm managing's opponent and they have all this dirt that they can just yell to the crowd and whisper in the guy's ear and just completely throw him off his game. And it's like, it would be a beautiful thing. It would be a mind trickery type thing. That way I don't get hurt. I just have to take a bump <laughs> or two. But you'd like really mind screw the other guy. I think that would be great. Yeah, I think you'd be a really good promo. Like, I think you could cut a really good promo. <laughs> if you had so to. much fun. At double or nothing. <laughs> Alicia comes out. Get in the ring, what's your theme music? The well, what do you come out to? What, what's your theme music? You got to have some. Yeah, something by Kiss. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's not what I thought. So, all right. Let's talk what about did you your... think that? I, I, I actually have no idea what I thought. Just Kiss was not. <laughs> Kiss or Steel Panther. Or what? Or Steel Panther. Oh, Steel Panther. Oh. Wow. So, good. this brings us to, to another interesting. So, what is. Your musical taste, like, what do you like in music? I'm all over the place because I was raised on so much. So I literally one day listened to Motown, then Philly Soul, then some New Wave, then some 70s, then, like, disco, and then Britpop from, like, the early 2000s. And then I really love old school rap. So I am everywhere, pretty much. 
That's fair. I mean, you have a music blog, yeah? yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you got anything? Me? Um, speaking of Kiss, are you going to be seeing them at all? So, some cool stuff's in the works. Um, their tour throughout North America, it was just expensive and sold out so quickly. But yeah. I had this uh, company reach out to me, and Kiss is going to be playing at a festival they're hosting. And, like, I'm... I've firmed stuff up with them. I just haven't announced anything yet. But this summer, somewhere in the world, I am going to be seeing Kiss. And I, ah, it's a dream come true. I haven't seen them and I've been a fan <laughs> for so long. So it's going to be incredible. That's always the best feeling. Not seeing, being in love with a band and then finally seeing them after so long. That's, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Did you guys see that video of um, Paul Stanley playing guitar and his hair got caught on fire the other day? No, no, I not. So in the they're in the middle of playing a song, and I genuinely can't remember which track. Of it. I was just so, like, I was just staring at his hair. So we, these, um, <laughs> he's he's riffing along, and then their pyro goes off, and uh, all you see is his like his black hair just catches on fire, and you can see it kind of getting um like like strawy. You know how it's like dry, oh, no. and you can see it getting like then the um they have a guitarist. He's not in Kiss, but he's, like, playing with them. And he pats his hair down, but it doesn't go down. And he continues playing. And then finally, all these guys come on stage and pat it down. Not once, not once does Stanley look behind him. It was just, it, like, what a rock star. It was crazy. He's like, fuck it. <laughs> this is how I want to go. In flames, yeah. on stage. Like, there's no way you don't feel that. There's no way. And now I have to find it. Now I've got to find yeah, that no, clip. <laughs> I've got to see this. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So, all right. So before we go, we wanted to hit you off with like a little uh, lightning round. Just as quick as you can. The first thing that comes to your uh-huh. head. Look at these. but These are fun. All right. So, so here we go. You ready? Uh, kind of. <laughs> all right. What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. Christmas. What's your favorite movie? Shawshank Redemption. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No. What? what? <laughs> I knew that was gonna get you. <laughs> What's your favorite Halloween costume? Um, Wonder Woman. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, what sports do you enjoy watching? Watching non wrestling related. None of them. None of them. Ouch. Yeah, they're all scripted anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, what's your favorite song? Your favorite song of all time. That's tough. oh, I don't. Th- th- no way. I can barely choose yeah, out of really my. You gotta choose one. Thousands of songs. The uh, one song. Uh, right now, know. right now, you had a shitty day today. You go home. You put. You go on your Spotify. You click a song. What's that song? That first song. I don't even know that, man. That's Dude, you're such great, but I don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at least a genre. What's your what's your fa- what's your that genre that kind of lifts you up? Um, new wave. I can just like get in the groove, and it's it's funky. Cool. What's your favorite food? Poutine. Or steak and potatoes. Ew, poutine. What? What are you talking about, Yuck. man? You? You're crazy. Yeah, nah. We call them disco fries in Jersey, but then no, they it's have different. it's different. No, it's completely different. It actually. is different because it's got the it's got the the cheese curds. Yeah, <laughs> I had it. <laughs> no, <laughs> all right. I'm I'm gonna lose this argument amongst the two of you. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> what's your biggest or weirdest fear? Dying alone. 
Oh, wow. What would be your superpower? Teleportation. Teleportation. And what's the most useless talent you have? Useless talent I have? Like a half-ass whistle. Oh, we got to hear it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for everyone listening. That must have, like... <laughs> we'll edit that out. We're, we're going to make it sound really, really powerful. Don't worry about it. It's going to be like SpongeBob's porn. <laughs> Yeah, that was really impressive. No, we got you. We got you. And then I guess the last one. What's the weirdest question you've ever been asked? Have I ever had my toes sucked? Wow. <laughs> There's a lot of weird fans there. And I get that question like once a week when I do Instagram Q&A. You get that once a week? That's, that's, a, not, that's a lot. Okay. <laughs> that's not a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, I'm sorry that has happened to you. <laughs> Do you have any questions for us? Hmm. All right. As interviewers, we always want that one guest to be on our show, like our heroes or people we admire. But is there anyone you would just not want to interview, like someone you just you just despise and like you couldn't be in the same room with, whether they're a celebrity or someone in wrestling, where like you've heard rumors about them, and you're just like, no, like I can't, I can't be in the same room with this dude. Someone you'd want to super kick. Somebody I want to super kick. So just based off of what I've heard backstage and like his Twitter, Sabu just sounds like he comes off like such an (laughs) a-hole. And I don't know if I can tolerate that throughout a whole interview. I don't know. (laughs) I've just, I've gotten like bad vibes. Um, What about you, Steve? I have no idea. Maybe Alicia. Yo, she's right here. You don't say that. What? <laughs> I said nothing of the sorts. Um, I think one of my favorites while I was getting back into wrestling was CM Punk, but he seems to not be the most friendliest anymore. So I, I think that might be him. Okay. Really? That's that's interesting because you were a big big fan. Yeah, I was actually CM Punk for Halloween. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. That's your favorite <laughs> Halloween costume. <laughs> Oh man! Do you have a picture of that? We got to put that up oh, on IG. Christ. Uh, yes. Yeah, we'll put yes. it up. Yes, we'll we'll you drew up. the Pepsi logo on your arm. Yeah, but they, we don't have a picture of that. Oh, that's, we that's don't. Ah, uh, damn! I remember that. Cool. Um, you got anything else for us? I have a question. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, did you ever have an emo phase? Because you're big into music and you like Kiss, and that's how I got into music. And I went through a pretty rough emo phase, and I'm curious. Like a Jimmy Havoc phase? <laughs> yeah, almost, yeah. If I was well, a wrestler, that's what I'd be. Hold on. Um, I was really into The Used and Taking Back Sunday. And oh, man. Confessional, Thursday. Like, all those bands were the sound... Well, one of the soundtracks to my t- teenage, teenage years, teenagehood. Teenage... When I was a teenager. And, <laughs> yeah, I had the Paramore, Haley Williams, like, swoop hair. I never dyed it. But I had the swoop hair and, like, the weird layers and, like, some smaller, like, short hair sticking out the back of my head. Like, I was, I wore gray skinny jeans, which I don't understand why. I had green skinny jeans. It's all good. (laughs) So I definitely have a phase for probably, like, two years. I still still feel like I'm an emo kid at heart, but I just don't have that appearance anymore. You you never lose it. No, you don't. No, not at all. The music gets 
music gets you through the hardest time of your life if you listen to it in school, which I did. So it um it'll always stick with me. I I love those bands. I've interviewed I think all majority of the bands I I listed and emo forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like when you when you attach yourself to a, a song, a genre, it kind of like makes an imprint on you that like never goes away. You well, know I mean, what I mean? Especially at that age, like that's yeah, that's the like it's iconic for me. The whole emo movement back then, right? It's it's something that'll never leave me. So, oh, Alicia, thank you so much. You've been awesome, absolutely awesome. Thank you. Um. Curious, are you going to be around for WrestleMania? Yeah, so I'm actually going to be in New York for um, Mania Weekend. I'm going to be working for WrestleCon for two days. I'm going to be signing for them, hosting for them. It's going to be knuck and futs. I'm so excited. And then I also <laughs> have a couple other shows I'm making appearances at. So, yeah, it's going to be incredible. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be at WrestleMania yet just because of how insane things are. but you never know. <laughs> you, you seriously never know. Well, if you're going to make it, we're going to have a tailgate. We're going to be there from 12 p.m. all the way up to pre-show. We're going to have drinks. We're going to set up a, a live show. You're, you know, There's going to be prizes and all sorts of stuff. So if you'd like to come through, um, follow us on Twitter. And, uh, oh, she did. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, we'll be updating everybody as soon as we get the details of like where we're going to be and everything. But you're absolutely invited We'd love to have you. Thank you. I am I am following you guys for sure. I know I am. And just because you brought up WrestleMania, what do you think about Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Ronda Rousey and how this is uh, all developing? So I think ever since the man persona came about, Becky's just been crazy. And I love that side of her. But then ever since we saw charlotte i think two months ago with the kendo stick she's now psychotic too so i think um, <laughs> either of them facing ronda is going to be a good match regardless i know some people were like no charlotte no, no. i'm like i think it would be cool because i think charlotte's a badass wrestler so no matter what i kind of want either becky or charlotte to take ronda down so my, my money's on either of them i think it'd be cool to see um becky ronda just because of the buildup and everything, but who knows? And this whole this whole Vince angle, like they're they're genius at getting fans pissed off. It's 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 so great. <laughs> it's so cool to watch the interaction and people just being annoyed. So yeah, it's exciting. It's it's gonna be good no matter what. Yeah, definitely with the Twitter world on fire. That's for <laughs> sure. Definitely. All right, Alicia, thank you so much. We appreciate you coming on and answering our questions and uh and engaging in our bullshit. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Um, you're always welcome back. Yeah, we hope you know, to have you back. Whenever thank you so like. much. And thank you for your time. Uh, wanting to speak with me in general it means a lot. So I had fun. And I hope everyone listening right now enjoyed us shooting the breeze. Hey, shooting the breeze. We're going to have to change the name of the segment. It was called shooting the ish, but shooting yeah, the breeze for, with Alicia. Atu- <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. All right, well, from uh, HPC Heels, Pops, and Chair Shots, I'd like to thank you for coming on and thank everybody for listening. Have a good night.